Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, home of the Name Your Price tool. You say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote. Visit Progressive.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to This Day in Esoteric Political History from Radiotopia. My name is Jody Avergan. This day, October 28th, 2008, an ad begins running in North Carolina as part of the very contentious Senate race in that state. This topic was suggested by a listener, William, from North Carolina, and I'm just going to read from their note because it really sets it up nicely. So William writes us, in an episode a few weeks ago, you mentioned dirty, mudslinging elections. I live in North Carolina, and boy, do we throw mud. Specifically, in 2008 with Kay Hagan versus Elizabeth Dole for Senate. Late October is when the, quote, Godless Americans ad first aired across North Carolina. The ad called State Senator Kay Hagan a godless American and made so many wild accusations. This is a practice many on the religious right like to pull, calling well-involved Christian politicians godless instead of liberal. They did it to Hagan and they did it to Carter in 1980. Uh, So that's a little bit of William's note and a little bit of William's take there at the end about the larger dynamic. But the facts are, as William laid out, there was a Senate election. Incumbent Republican Elizabeth Dole runs this very controversial ad against her opponent, State Senator Kay Hagan. So let's talk about that ad, that race, and the charge of godlessness in American politics. Here to do that, as always, are Nicole Hammer of Columbia and Kelly Carter-Jackson of Wellesley. Hello there. Hello, Jody. Hey there. Um, so since we're talking about an ad, we never do this. Uh, we play clips, but you know what? Let's. This is about an ad, and I think it's worth playing the clip here. And so we'll, we'll let's take a listen. There was a longer version of this ad, and then there was a 30-second version of this ad. So this is the 30-second version of the Godless Americans ad that started running in 2008 in North Carolina right around this day. I'm Elizabeth Dole, and I approved this message. A leader of the Godless Americans Pack recently held a secret fundraiser in Kay Hagan's honor. There is no God to rely on. There was no Jesus. Well, taken under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance, you're down with that. We're down with that. In God we trust, you're going to whip that off the money? Yeah, we would. Godless Americans and Kay Hagan. She hid from cameras, took Godless money. What did Hagan promise in return? There is no God. Well, for people who couldn't see it, which I is podcast listeners um it is some of the images that you see are Kay Hagen in this grainy footage standing next to uh-huh. an unidentified man in this secret meeting and so all of that ominous music and all of that ominous commentary uh-huh. is matched by some uh, very ominous looking footage yeah it's just you know it's just so clipped like if you I mean these are this is how a lot of these 
political ads work is that they they cut or they soundbite, you know, a certain element of something or they do a voiceover that sounds like a soundbite of what someone might have said. So it's a lot of smoke and mirrors when you're watching an ad like this. But I suppose if you weren't in Hagen's corner and you're, you know, considering yourself in, in the buckle of the Bible belt, then this might be appealing for you or even sort of a major turnoff in terms of how you thought about Hagen. Oh, my gosh, she doesn't believe in God. But it's it's a lot. And all those voices that you hear throughout the ad of, of people saying, you know, yeah, we would take God off the money and, you know, we think religion should have no place in American life, whatever those clips are. Those are all clips of the two people who run this godless Americans pack. Um, and so this is a group that Kay Hagan was like a present at a fundraiser that they ran. And so that's the that's the connection here. But all 90% of the sound bites in here are of these people who basically were at a party with Kay Hagan. And then at the very end, there's this line that says, there is no God. And that I think is the voice of Kay Hagan. But that is incredibly truncated. There's no footage over it. And that I think... Um, well, all of that is sort of uh, deceptive and interesting and spun, but that particular thing at the end there, we now know was taken completely out of context when Kay Hagen was sort of making more of a rhetorical point about saying some people believe there is no God and they just took that line, there is no God, and it says like godless Americans on the screen and so forth. So, you know, it's all... It's all really diced up, but it's not even her. It's not even like, you know, it's one thing to have an ad that takes a person's words and strings them out and and manipulates them. 90% of the words here aren't even Kay Hagen's. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so deceptive about it is that I can imagine that oftentimes if I'm watching TV and a commercial comes on, I start doing something else if I'm doing the dishes Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So if I'm not paying attention to this commercial and I'm just hearing the words that are coming out of the screen, then no, you're not going to you're not going to make that connection or reverse that. You will absolutely make that connection that she is godless and does not believe in God simply based on on the uh, the rhetoric that's coming out of the commercial. And there are things worth pointing out, like the man that she was standing next to in that grainy footage, it wasn't anyone associated with this pack. It was actually um, somebody who was studying theology at Harvard Divinity School. So it was deceptive in a lot of different ways, which Hagen and her campaign point out immediately because they're yeah. mm-hmm. outraged about this ad. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the ad in so many words basically says she attended a fundraiser from these godless Americans. What she actually did was she went to a fundraiser held in Boston by John Kerry, who was a Democratic senator at that point. About three dozen other people were there. It was held at the home of a person who was on the advisory board for the Godless Americans Pact. So, you know, we're talking many degrees removed. Um, and that, But then they take the sort of leaders of the Godless American Pack and make it seem like she's at a secret meeting. It wasn't a secret meeting. It was on her schedule. Everyone knew it was happening. Um, so, you know, yes, all of the elements here are, are, are manipulated. Um, that said, you know, what is it about fall 2008, this North Carolina race, Kay Hagan herself, that makes this feel beyond the pale? Because I think the backlash to here is actually maybe the biggest part of the story. It's a deceptive ad. There's tons of deceptive ads. It does seem to feel like for a lot of people, like a bridge too far. Um, So why do you think, why do you think that is? Or am I wrong? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, 2008 is the year that Obama is on the campaign trail. I mean, this is probably one of the most consequential elections in, in the 21st century, for sure. So there's a lot 
on the ballot more than just Hagen. But I think that this is also a very polarizing moment as well. And not just along like racial lines, but like along religious mm-hmm. lines, there's sure. this push to sort of demonize the left as as godless. Um, and so I think that plays into that. And I think people, you know, were sympathetic to Hagen. I mean, after this takes place and she shows her her outrage the campaign contributions for her flood in she gets over 3600 contributions in about 48 hours so there was definitely support for her i mean people felt like this was below the belt <laughs> below the bible belt Sorry. There you go. <laughs> well i mean it's also because she's not an atheist she's a presbyterian no. um which you know some people might consider those atheists but they're christians and she's a former sunday school teacher and it flows into the same kind of attacks that president obama then senator obama himself a practicing christian um was facing during the campaign accusations that he didn't have any faith or that he was Muslim or that he was radicalized, all of these different things, Mm -hmm. the focus on his pastor as a kind of, he was an illegitimate America-hating Christian. Um, All of that was in this stew of attacks against liberals and Democrats more generally. And it has a lot to do with the capture of the Republican Party by the religious right and the belief that if if you can effectively make the case that someone isn't a Christian for a big swath of voters, that's going to be disqualifying. Um, The problem was that they keep using it against practicing Christians. um, So it doesn't doesn't always stick and people get really mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yes, it does fit into this larger context of, you know, conversations about North Carolina being a purple state and Obama trying Mm -hmm. to make a real play for North Carolina. This is Jesse Helms's seat. I mean, Elizabeth Dole had had it for for a term. But, you know, this is like there's a sort of like desperation of like Mm -hmm. we have to protect this seed in a state that is changing under our feet, I think, here. And so you get to see those these sort of low blows um, that come out as a result. Um, you know, Hagen was running basically ahead of Dole the entire time, you yeah. know, um, and continues to run ahead of Dole and ends up obviously winning. This seems to maybe have even nudged her up a little bit. I mm-hmm, think the backlash mm-hmm. to it. Um, and so, yeah, it's an interesting example of like sometimes this mudslinging really does work and sometimes it creates enough of a backlash. And I think it's probably a media component here, too, where a dirty ad like this can go viral the wrong way, right? I don't have stats on whether there was a flood of sort of out-of-state donations, but you can see, you've seen that dynamic mm-hmm. play out a bunch now, where where all of a sudden the attention from around the country can cast on a local race and say, "Oh my gosh, look at what's going on," and you can you can sort of nationalize it and get it and have it feel like it taps into a much bigger story. Yeah, there's an infrastructure for outrage donations by this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh definitely, definitely. I mean, I think it's also interesting too that. Hagen's so upset by this that she, you know, sues for defamation. I mean, this was something that she was like, this this is out of bounds. Um, and I don't think the Dole campaign at all anticipated how this would backfire. Otherwise, well, they wouldn't have done it. But they clearly thought that it would have been a boon for them, and it just was not. Yeah. And they were they were desperate at that point because going into that campaign in 2008, Elizabeth Dole was a heavy favorite. She was an incumbent senator. She was someone with a, a national reputation. She'd even been considered in 2000 um, a potential GOP Republican nominee for president. Um, so she was somebody who they expected to have in the Senate, just like her husband had been for a significant amount of time. So that she was even a few points behind at this point was alarming to her campaign and to the Republican party so they were going to try every trick in the book 
Yeah. Uh, Dole's campaign, Dole's lawyers, at least when they get sued, defend the ad. I think they probably have to just um, from a legal standpoint, they say everything. And the ad was, quote, 100 percent factually accurate and truthful, which might actually be factually accurate and truthful. <laughs> that statement, <laughs> But yes, uh, we understand how the stuff was uh, was manipulated, nevertheless. Uh, and Elizabeth Dole kind of never really backs down. And she says that, A, you know, that. Democrats had been slinging mud at her, and so she felt like she needed to, to hit back, and she's continued to be asked about it, but never really says, like, this was too far. Um, one tidbit that caught my eye here was that the Charlotte Observer writes an editorial saying this ad is indecent coming out against it, and they compared it to another incident in North Carolina politics, and our original list, our origi- the person who wrote us originally talked about the history of slinging mud and mm. dirty tricks in North Carolina, but they talked about an incident in 1950 in a Senate race in which a doctored photo of UNC President Frank Porter Graham's wife that was doctored to make her look like she was dancing with an African-American man in the 1950 Senate race. I mean, that is just Mm. mind-blowing and... Mm. I think we got to do an episode about yeah, that. Yeah, do. Um, but, <laughs> Sounds you know, like an episode. But yeah, but uh, but goes to show you that there is a sort of long lineage, not just in North Carolina, obviously, and throughout mm-hmm. a lot of states. I just think the way, too, that the media has sort of um, played out the fight. You know, one of the headlines about this ad says godless cat fight elizabeth dole and Kay hagan fight over the lord and i'm just like oh my god like it doesn't get any more yeah. sexist in terms of seeing two women duke it out like, like it calling just, it a cat um, fight yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's just problematic as the even how the media handled it could have been yeah. much better um the person who engineered this ad uh, a man named marty ryle he um has given interviews, doesn't regret it. He told a political magazine something really interesting and I think is worth pointing out. He said, you know, we'd polled this issue of Kay Hagen's religion and it polled well for us. So we needed something, quote, that had some shock value and would also generate an earned media component. And that was this godless issue. So I'm familiar with this term earned media, but, but Nikki, you know, there's earned media and there's unearned media and advertisers and political strategists and so forth think a lot about this. Um, so so maybe this is a chance to talk a little bit about that dynamic. Yeah, I mean, this is something that the, the sort of um, central example is that 1964 ad by the Lyndon Johnson campaign of the little girl counting the petals on a daisy, daisy um, and then yeah. overlaid with a nuclear strike um, to suggest that Goldwater was going to kill us all by launching a nuclear war. And that only ran once in a small market, but then it got played over and over and over again because it was a news event. And so much of political advertising today is not paid advertising. It's a video released on YouTube that is so shocking that everyone retweets it and all of the media outlets cover it so that the number of eyeballs on that ad are astronomical. And you get that for basically no money. Yeah. And so that's called earned media. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this was the big Trump campaign was say something outrageous and then everyone's going to talk about forever. Or, you know, I think a lot of the, I would say, rightful criticism of like CNN choosing to run footage of an empty podium waiting for Trump instead of talking about actual stuff from the election counts as earned media because there's the, yeah, there's nothing purchased mm-hmm. there. It's just coverage yeah. and buzz. I've always felt like those terms are backwards i'm like if everyone's talking about you and everyone else is doing the work of spreading your message that's not 
earned media that's unearned media you, didn't, <laughs> yeah. you know i don't know but it's like you didn't do that you didn't you didn't yeah. work for that you, you um <laughs> that's a freebie <laughs> yeah we're doing the work you know but uh but anyway that is earned media and unearned media and i think this quote gives it away that's that like mm. that's clearly the strategy is do something to get people talking now of course mm. the flip side of that is people might talk about it the wrong way right and earned media can can, can backfire just to put a, a pin on all of this is we talked about how Hagen was winning by a couple of points in polls prior to this ad. Um, the election is held you know, a week or so later, and she ends up winning by 10 or 11 points. Elizabeth Dole loses by the widest margin of any incumbent in the Senate that year. Um, so it does seem like even though there was a lot of momentum happening in North Carolina, she had been a couple of points ahead of Senator Obama. She would end up outperforming him dramatically yeah. and this ad has been has been pinned for a lot of that yeah um she would only serve one term and then lose that seat back to tom tillis but you know again showing that north carolina is very very swingy and interesting these days <laughs> i was gonna say fickle yes fickle. <laughs> <laughs> um all right that brings us to the end of the episode nicole hammer thanks to you thanks jody and kelly carter jackson thanks to you my pleasure It is, as you may have heard, an election year. But do you feel like you have a lot of choices? Here are the new candidates, same as the old candidates. How did we get here again? The fact is, our democracy is broken. We can all feel it, and there's data to back it up, too. A Princeton University study found that public opinion has near zero impact on what laws are passed. You know what does have an impact, though? Money. You can call it lobbying, you can call it super PAC spending, you can call it corruption. But luckily, there are things we can do right now to fix this broken system. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition, a group that's banding together to make our democracy better. We're working with Represent Us, the largest grassroots organization fighting to end corruption city by city and state by state. You can join the movement too. Go to represent.us slash podcast to find out more. Radiotopia.